Then I started building this like college ranking system and I went completely broke. I mean like flat broke. I graduated, I like went homeless, like I had nothing. I was sleeping on a friend's couch. Oh my God, like I, I just had nothing to my name. Hey everyone, this is Rick Lee, and welcome back to the Seed the Startup Journey, a podcast series where I interview entrepreneurs to discover stories of their startup journey and gather advice, all condensed into short episodes that are less than 20 minutes. Today, I'll be interviewing the founder and CEO of ED Rain, Brian Pearson. Brian is a data analyst and a former high school wrestling coach who spent the last six years studying the college financial process. Now he's leading ED Rain, a company that is providing you with a one-stop software to apply for financial aid, scholarships, grants, and off-campus housing. Hey Brian, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well as your company Edu Rain? Uh, it's called ED Rain, Ooh. but it's okay. Everybody gets that wrong too. <laughs> I just like things that have names that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that people, uh, I, I want them to know about me is that I'm a, I'm black, uh, first generation, um, LGBT, former foster care kid, you know, and I got $60,000 in student loan debt. And, you know, I have a degree in political science from SIUE. And ED Rain is a platform that helps people get financial aid and housing. We help you file your federal application for student aid win scholarships, and we also help you with off-campus housing, and we have a zero-interest loan program that helps you build credit while paying for rent off-campus. Mm-hmm. And can you talk a little bit more about your personal background? Because I found on your bio, on your website, it says that you were emancipated at 15, and then you proceeded to self-fund college, and as you said, accumulated $60,000 in student debt. What do you mean by emancipated at 15? Um, so I like ran away from home and like I like beat my father in a court case to like go into like the foster care system. I was too young to like go and live on my own. I also didn't have a job. So like I voluntarily put myself in the foster care system. I lived in a couple homes uh, in high school. I got into wrestling um, and wrestling, you know, I, it got me to go to college because my goal in life at that time was to be a college wrestler, you know. Uh, which is crazy to think about it because it's like your goal in life is to be something that you're going to do <laughs> like already. Um, so um, I did that and um, you know, I was a leader of the my high school wrestling team, um, the O'Fallon Panthers. Uh, you know, when I was wrestling in college, it was like big fish, small pond type deal. Um, I got up there and there were just a lot of good people in, in, in wrestling. And so I didn't really pan out like the way I wanted to. I mean, I still had a positive record. You know, my record was like 800 out of 1,000, right? Wow. Um, I went to SIUE um, and, you know, I didn't do wrestling anymore. And I was like this new person. I wasn't like the biggest thing on campus anymore. So I had to like adjust to that and also like being like a junior. Um, I became um, a part of the LGBT organization. Um, I became um, more involved with uh, politics. I was just really, really happy about who I was trying to become. Um, and, it, and that's just started to click. And then the, the following year, I became the president of the LGBT organization. And I grew from four to 60 in three months. Um, and then we competed for it to be the best group on campus. And we, we, we won. We never competed. We, you know, like there's like homecoming festivities and stuff mm-hmm. like that at colleges, you know, where organizations compete for like who's like the best or whatever. Mm-hmm. SOU is like 52 year history at that point in time. We had never competed before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because we won, we didn't have enough people most of the time. And we competed, and not only did we win, which everybody told us we wouldn't, we broke the amount of points that you can actually get. No. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, we played no games. Uh, and, um, and then I started, uh, I was rolling into my senior assignment, and I was looking at what I could do. Um, and what I did was, I actually looked at how to enroll and maintain LGBT students in higher education. Mm. And that's what started this. Uh, it's looking at what are the best policies um, to have, and then what does those best policies look like implemented on a college campus? Okay. Um, and I looked at 330 colleges in 11 different states, and then in those 11 different states, also looked at post-secondary um, uh, education spending, um, higher education spending, um, and then also like the matriculation from um, where your cohort uh, graduated with your cohort to go into college. So doing that, I. Graduated. I was lecturing. Uh, I was trying to get into undergraduate research journals, actually. Um, and I was getting to the conferences to present the research. But the chair of my uh, the chair of my conferences actually was like, always was like, uh, close but not enough. <laughs> so then I started building this like college ranking system, and I went completely broke. I mean, like flat broke. I graduated. I like went homeless. Like I had nothing. I was sleeping on a friend's couch. Oh my God, like I, I just had nothing to my name. Um, everybody was just like, you don't have the network, you don't know anything. Um, all you got is just a bunch of paperwork. The most you might be good at is some data analysis and that's it. Um, you know, I was like, but you know, I got. I was like in the news for some of this stuff. So I was like, man, I, I, I bet with all this research, I can turn this into something that actually helps students. Um, and I found out there's a bunch of entrepreneurial programs here in St. Louis. Um, and so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do all of them. <laughs> like, uh, and I bet we're going to come out with the best product at the end. Um, and I did like seven entrepreneurial training programs and one tech training program in 2019. You know, I did the, I, I work with I-10. I'm still doing work with I-10. I won the BALSA grant. Um, I, I went through the St. Louis uh, Diverse Business Accelerator. Um, I did the I-Corp program twice. I did here at WashU in the Scandalaria Center. I did another one at SLU Start, their I-Corp program. Um, you know, I did Y Combinator Startup School. Um, mostly I was working with like legal and, uh, at biz and um, business development people um, because I needed those two, right? Um, and then about seven months ago, um, I, I say about eight months now, um, I did the... Uh, I was trying to recruit students to build the product because mm -hmm. um, I was like, all right, we got enough research now. We got a business plan. Let's do this. Um, and I went to the Scandalaria's, you know, summer intern thing. And I was like one of the accepted, you know, ventures to do it. Um, and like, you know, I had a table and people was coming and man, I had like 150 students come to my table. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, hopefully I get 10 people interested, not 150. Um, and then like the CTO I had recruited, um, um, I recruited, he was like, Brian, you know, how about this? We get a Scandalaris person to kind of build some of the basics of it. Um, hopefully we win the arch grant and then we just kind of build it as we kind of go. Well, we're having 150 students. We had a much pool, a bigger pool of people to even to work with. Uh, and we looked and like, you know, there's this guy, um, Aaron Zong, um, who like our CTO is like, he ain't the best developer out of this group. He's, he's, he seems like a good developer, though. Um, but he also has a good business acumen because he built a business with his mom in China, um, Lansing Sales and Marketing, which is an advertising and sales company. Um, and they was like, he was like, you know, you need to look at this guy. 
Um, and then we eventually, we got Will Wang, which we thought was the second best developer out of the group. <laughs> but the reason why we thought he was the second best developer, because there was a grad student that, you know, was getting a, a master's in data science and who was a developer already. So we just, okay, all right, we're not going to be able to get this guy. But because, uh, you know, he's probably going to work at Google. <laughs> like, I don't know why he's at the Scandalous Summer intern thing. I don't even think he did an internship with any of the startups because everybody was like, okay, number one, that guy. <laughs> like, um, but Will Wang, uh, after that, um, was our number two pick. And actually, he was more our realistic pick. Um, and he was a great guy. I mean, he understood what we're trying to do from a business level and he was a developer and he was one of those guys that he will stay up all day to figure out one problem. Mm -hmm. He focused, right? Um, and what happened is that we actually brought on Aaron as a co-founder because uh, one, we needed the WashU connection. Mm -hmm. um, we've been, I've heard about it so as long as I've been in St. Louis, WashU, 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 WashU. Um, so I was like, you know what, let's bring this, you know, let's kind of figure out um, what he wants and how he wants to do what he wants to do with his life. So I was asking him questions like, you know, do you want to work for somebody or do you want to build something yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and he was like, I don't want to work for anybody. You know, I, I want to be able to build my own things and I want to be able to make my own things happen. Um, and so I was like, you know, that's a person that we need. So he came on as a co-founder with us and we, he recruited a couple of his friends. Um, I, you know, I kind of brought my mentors and we just started building. Right. Um, and as we we're trying to raise, we we're trying to get the arch grant. We actually raised thirty-eight thousand dollars trying to get the arch grant. Just trying. People like <laughs> literally looking at our application and being like, "Okay, I think you should do this, or I think you should do this. Maybe not do this. Let's think about how we're saying this." We literally got thirty-eight thousand dollars doing that. Yeah. Um, we failed in getting the arch grant. Made it to the second round. But you know what? The best thing is we got a national contract. And not only did we get a national contract, we actually got the dang product. <laughs> like, um, so and um, and now, you know, here we are. Um, we, we are past MVP with our FAFSA and scholarship platform. And now we're just uh, version two is coming out November 2nd with um, 16,000 scholarships with a recommendation system as well. Our FAFSA bugs are going to be gone. Um, and now we're looking to build on our off-campus housing software. And we're actually working with a leasing agency already to put housing on our platform. Um, and we have a lending partner that's agreed to lend to 25 students to help them build credit when moving off campus. And so you mentioned your version two is coming out November 2nd, is yeah. that correct? So like how confident are you with the success of your product? So, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm very confident. Here's why. Mm -hmm. Because we got people on the bus already that cares about the product that's working on it. So, you know, I'm confident that it works, but I'm also confident that any problem that you have, you can give me a call and I want our developers to fix it. And actually, that's what I want. I want people mm -hmm. to say, hey, I have, a, I have this problem. I have this thought. I have this thought, you know, because I'm like, great. You know, let me get you on a phone call with, you know, probably it's going to be Wesley Butler, which is one of one of my best friends. Um, he used to be a project manager for St. Louis Public School District. He's a Launch Code alumni. So, you know, he, he's a developer that Launch Code trained. Um, he used to be a product owner for uh, numerous different startups. And now he's a developer for our startup. And he used to be formerly our board of advisors as president. Mm -hmm. So he went from board advisor president to developer on the team with us. And, you know, so he really understands it. So mm -hmm. mostly the call I'm getting with users, he's on that call with me. Gotcha. And then all throughout your journey, whether it's personal or through launching your company, what has been the most challenging moment for you? 
oh, getting laughed at by administrators in my face. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I, you know, there's, there's people, you know, who will say, you know, you are going to do this. You, you, Brian, are going to do this. Uh, you know, kids like me hear that all the time. So, yes, me, Brian, is going to do this. Um, and here's why. Because the kids that I'm working with, they hear that, but these kids graduate high school, they get jobs, they go to college, and they graduate college. Mm-hmm. And that's the new narrative. That's mm-hmm. the new narrative. Mm-hmm. I love that. And kind of on the flip side, what has been the best or most satisfying moment for you? Man, I only think about the problems all the time because I'm trying to fix them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the most satisfying moment is, um, you know, um, I was, you know, I still wait tables on the side. You know, I wait. Well, I wait tables to make sure I can eat. How about that? Because, mm-hmm. you know, most of the money goes to the developers and stuff like that and partnerships that we're trying to do. Um, I was waiting tables one night um, and somebody I went to high school with. Um, was, you know, at my table. You know, I didn't know she was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, you know, her mom and, you know, her significant other were there. And I go up to him and I'm like, hey, I'm Brian. And she was, and her mom's like, I know who you are. And she was like, you know, I was like, oh, hey. She's like, my daughter been telling, telling me about you. What you're doing is fabulous. And, you know, what, you, what you've done with your life and how you've kind of overcame things is amazing. And she was like, I'm so proud of you. And she was like, you know, um, you know, my daughter's, you know, we've already graduated. You know, she's your age, Ryan, because I'm 26. Um, and I was just like, you know, I, I thank you so much for that because that's the kind of recommendations we need. You know, she thinks that, so she's going to go and tell a mom that, you know, hey, I know this this guy named Brian. He, he's recruited this team. He has this product that helps kids go to school, right? You know, because that's ultimately what we're doing. We're helping kids go to school. Mm-hmm. Most products are like coaching programs and all this other stuff. And now those are great. You know, I can't, you know, I mean, I did used to be a high school wrestling coach, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, at O'Fallon, by the way, um, but I wanted to build a product that kids could use on their own. And then maybe they can partner with a coach. You know, there's actually some coaching programs that we found that are interesting that we're, we're going to look at to see if we can integrate that to our platform as like a gold member or something like that. You can get into this coaching program with this person. That's awesome. And so what advice would you give to someone like me who is still a student but I'm interested in entrepreneurship and want to potentially start something on my own in the future. So I would say, don't do what I did. I was a, I was this senior with a bunch of paperwork and trying to get people to listen. Um, I mean, but I would say, talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done now over 3,000 conversations on my product. Um, um, uh, students, parents, Enrollment directors, admissions officers, student support services, leasing agencies, landlords, bankers, lenders, um, politicians, um, city governments. We really understand the ecosystem around the student Mm -hmm. and we built the product around that ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why I think that we are getting you know, the people to, to buy into the platform now. And that's why we're able to get these resources because I can say, here's your problem, here's your issue, here's how we're solving that with this student. So before we end, I also prepared some rapid fire questions to so just try to answer them as fast as possible. Okay. The first is, if you could have a superpower, what would you choose? Um, I guess uh, telepathy. I see when I think telepathy, I'm thinking like the whole gamut of like psychic powers. Okay. So like you can like see the future and understand what they're thinking. Gotcha. 
And then what time do you usually wake up every morning? Somewhere between 7.30 and 9 Mm a.m. And if you could have dinner with anyone, who would you choose? Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. But that's probably because I'm raising money. (laughs) You know, know, what I'm raising is like, oh, okay, you know, I got a penny somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And what is something you cannot live without? My need to do something that feels fair and that feels like it's actually making a difference Mm -hmm. in society. Um, Because like my biggest fear is that I'm going to have a bland life. That's like my biggest fear. Like, you know, if I'm homeless, but like I've like built a product that's helped millions of people. First off, that's a terrible entrepreneur. But um, (laughs) but I would be okay with that because um, my life would mean something to me. That's like my biggest thing is like, can my life actually mean something? Can I actually do something with it that is monumental? Right. Um, You know, now entrepreneur training wise, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to build ED ready to be homeless. Okay, that, 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 that time has passed. <laughs> so this is the last question, which is, what is the best advice you've ever received? So the best advice I've ever received is people uh, say that I have like a chip on my shoulder. Like I'm always trying to prove myself. I'm always trying to prove myself. Um, people say I should never lose that because it actually drives me to work harder mm-hmm. and faster and, you know, do things, you know, that other people wouldn't be able to do. Like, for example, a legal question about the FAFSA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within a week and week and a half, I've had like 65 conversations with um, eight different lawyers, 10 people at the federal government. And that's because I keep an open line of communication with a lot of people. Um, and mostly I do that because I don't think that I'm going to be able to do this on my own. Even if I have developers, I don't think that we're going to be able to do this on our own. So my job as CEO is to keep an open line of communication. And I'm, I'm good at that because um, I don't think that we can do it on our own. And that chip on my shoulder keeps me to have those conversations, mm-hmm. keeps me willing and to, you know, to think through things because I want to make sure that we have a well-rounded, well-rounded response to any question or any problem that comes up. Well, that's it for today's interview. Thank you, Brian, for taking the time to do this. I wish you the best of luck. And Are we going to do the elbow thing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> From chatting with Brian, I learned three things. The first is an observation about Brian. He is very driven to leave an impact on society. In fact, his biggest fear is not doing that and living a bland life. And I found this really inspiring. Second thing is his advice to students or anyone interested in entrepreneurship, which is to talk to people. Brian has had over 3,000 conversations on his product with students, parents, leasing agencies, admission officers, and many more. By doing this, Brian was able to obtain a deep understanding of his business. And finally, Brian is very proud of his team. I can tell this just by the way he talked about how he recruited them and what qualities he sees in them. I really like this and I can't wait to have a team of my own. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe for more interviews coming every Friday and go check us out on YouTube if you want to see our faces. If you found this podcast meaningful, please also share this with your friends and leave a rating and review so that more people can find our show. Make sure to also check out our Instagram at seed underscore startup underscore journey for the latest previews, highlights, and takeaways, as well as to submit questions to ask for our interviews. Let's grow our seed of innovation and creativity together 
and I will keep working hard to bring amazing guests and share the best startup story with you to help you grow along your journey. With that, I'll see you soon.